Welcome to Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, January 31st, 2016. This week's message is titled, Part the Waters, and the scripture reference is Exodus chapter 14, verses 5 through 14 and 19 through 22. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. Next is chapter number 14, and start reading in verse number 5. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot, and took his people with him. And he took six hundred chosen chariots, and all the chariots of Egypt, and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them in camp by the sea, beside Pilhippo, excuse me, before Balsaphon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, thou hast taken us away to die in the wilderness. Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us, to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone? that we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Verse number 13 says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Drop it on down to verse number 19. And the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these so that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them, on the right hand and on the left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to stand in this pulpit today, Father. We pray, Lord, that your word will not return void. We pray that it will touch hearts today, realizing that we have a mighty God today. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We can only imagine the fear in the hearts of the Israelites as they were there at the Red Sea. Here they were at the Red Sea, and we're talking about a large group of people, but we'll get to that in a minute. 
Anyway, they were at the Red Sea. They got the sea in front of them, and then they looked behind them, and Pharaoh and his army is after them. 600 chariots. Uh, and so, of course, they got, after 400 years of captivity, they had finally been released. Uh, now it looked like they were going to be destroyed. As you face the trials in your life, though, people, remember, God is in control, and he will never leave you alone at any time. Let's recap this uh, uh, exodus from Egypt. Uh, Moses and Aaron had been called by God to lead the people out of Egypt. The people of Egypt, the Israelites at first, did not want to be let out. Uh, and of course, Pharaoh refused to, to listen to Moses. He had all this free labor that they'd had for 400 years. And so therefore, God allowed God allowed Moses to bring forth ten plagues upon the Egyptian people. The final plague was the one that finally got the Pharaoh to release the Israelite people. It was the Passover of the death angel. And as the uh, death angel passed over, the Pharaoh himself lost his oldest son. The Israelites prepared them for their exodus. They finally got the permission to go. And this is a large group. We can't, you know, sometimes we picture in our mind, this is just a jaunt out of the, out of the land of Egypt over to the Red Sea. Folks, this was one, approximately 1.2 million people that left Egypt. They had been there for 400 years. You can do the simple math of the 12 original brothers and, and figure out where they all came from. <laughs> it was a large group. Uh, they were leaving the only place that they had ever had known as a home. They had been in captivity for many generations. And of course, there were doubters amongst them. There was many that said, you know, we don't want to leave our land of Egypt. We have housing here, we have food. Uh, the Egyptians are basically pretty nice to them, so uh, they didn't want to leave. Anyway, they left Israel. Uh, the Israelites left Egypt, and they traveled up to the Red Sea where they stopped. And they're being led by this pillar of fire uh, furnished by God. Well, the Red Sea stood in their way. They couldn't, they didn't have time to go around it. And Pharaoh, in the meantime, had changed his mind and hardened his heart once again. So he led his army of 600 chariots across the desert to catch up with the Israelites. And, of course, being in chariots, they caught up with them relatively fast. He got up to them at the Red Sea. Now, Israel had the sea in front of them and the Egyptian army behind them. But God intervened for behalf of the Israelites that day. You see, a lot of times people, scientists and things of this nature, liberals in our Christian community, they try to make light of a miracle. They... Uh, some people say this wasn't actually the Red Sea that they crossed. It was what was called the Reed Sea, which was a marshland that was a tributary to the Red Sea. Well, if that happened, folks, then God's miracle was even greater that he killed the Pharaoh and his whole army in six inches of water. That's not going to happen, folks. I'm a firm believer that if we're going to believe God's word, we have a responsibility to believe it from cover to cover. You can't just take the parts that talks about our salvation, 
the uh, Virgin Mary giving birth to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins and made uh, the payment for our sins so that we might have eternity in heaven. We can't take that part and leave out the parts that, that the liberals don't believe. I can guarantee you the Red Sea parted. I can guarantee you God created earth in six days. And I do not believe, and I do not believe anybody should believe, the alternatives that they give us, like the Big Bang Theory or crossing over through the Reed Sea. No, God intervened for the Israelites. God's angels moved the pillar of fire from front of them to behind them. Purpose was to keep the Egyptian army away while God performed his miracle. It was hard. I mean, it took a period of time for the sea to part because Moses stood up with his rod and stood there holding that rod as the God moved the sea and parted it. Parted it such that they walked across the sea in dry land. Not mud, dry land. And we had 1.2 million people to get across the Red Sea. So this took a time. So therefore, this pillar of fire stood behind them, keeping the, the Egyptian people from coming after them. But, verse 21, it tells us then, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall upon them on their right hand and on their left. So they went through this great canyon that God had created, the sea on each side upon dry land. Israel passed through this on dry land, and then the Israel, the Egyptian army, and, and the chariots followed after the Israel, and there God destroyed them as they tried to cross over the same dry land because he let the waters come back upon them. No more would the Israelite people ever face, no longer would the Israelite people ever face the, the problems of the Egyptian people. Now if you'll turn with me to Hebrews chapter number 13. We need to remember, folks, at all time that God is always with us. We're never alone in any of our battles of life, whether it be a sickness, whether it be a, a, a financial problem, whether it be a, a death in the family. God is always there with us when that time comes. In verse uh, number 5 of chapter 13, it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. In the pilgrimage of life, there's a couple of things that we have to uh, realize. Covetousness is wanting something that someone else has. That's to covet. Uh, the grass is green on the other side. You know, you're looking for the pie in the sky. Uh, material stuff, being all important to them. What do they have? to show for their time on this earth. But contentment, on the other hand, is being happy with what you have. We're all blessed in different manners. And it's a, 
we have to, if we're happy with what we have, we can do it only by one way, and that's by faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he sustains us in every way we need. He says there in the end of that verse, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You need to commit that part of the verse to your memory. You need to know that God will never leave you or forsake you. Wherever you go, this will not change. Regardless if you're right here in Carlsbad, New Mexico, or if you're in Kalamazoo, God's not going to leave you. In Genesis, you don't have to turn there, but I'll read it first in Genesis chapter 28, verse number 15. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places, whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken thee of. Now notice the next thing is God will give us courage to face whatever trials that life throws at our way. If you look in verse number 6, it says, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men shall do unto me. Through Jesus Christ, we can have courage. We need to boldly proclaim that Jesus is on our side. We have enemies in this world. We know what they are. We always had Satan. Satan's always been there from day one trying to, to tempt us to sin away from we Today we have a liberal uh, American society. Our churches have gone liberal all across America. They don't hold the word of God to be the truth anymore. As Christians, we are now in the minority, folks, as you well know. Uh, we have outside dangers we have to face. Uh, such as ISIS. Uh, you say, well, that's over there in the Middle East. No. Just recently happened in California where they killed 13 people. And there's been individual attacks planned at all times. ISIS is a threat to us today here at Carlsbad just as much as it is in Israel or in Syria or Iran. We must take comfort in knowing that we're never alone in the battles that we have to face. Deuteronomy chapter 20, I'll read this verse for you. Verse number 1. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and seest horses and chariots, and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Death is not the end for a Christian. A great preacher one time said I forget his exact name right now but it doesn't matter he used to be the editor of the sword of the Lord uh, from Tennessee and a person walked into his office one time with a gun and threatened to shoot him and he looked at that man and said how dare you threaten me with heaven I mean what's the day we take our last breath here on this earth our next thing we will see will be Lord Jesus Christ and we will be in his presence. So death is not a threat to a Christian. Now, does that mean I'm going to jump out in front of a bus and dare it to hit me? No, I'm not going to help Satan out. But the fact is, it is no threat to the Christian. We have eternal life. Life has just begun for eternity once our death occurs. The Lord is a comfort in trials we face. Look in verse number 8. Jesus Christ 
the same yesterday and today and forever. That's a beautiful song written on that verse. He is our comfort in trials we face. Our Lord will never change. The same God who destroyed the Egyptian army in the Red Sea, giving the Israelite people life, is the same God that we serve today. No difference at all. Be encouraged. Isaiah 43, 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. All we need to ask God is to part the waters. Because he will be there for us when we need him. We serve a mighty God. Even in the great commission he gave us. He was telling us how they'd always be there for us. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you as always, even to the end of the world. Even in this great commission, Jesus emphasized the fact that he is always there for us. Give a little personal testimony of my brother. His name is Weldon. He lives in Fort Worth, Texas. He has faced almost certain death three times in his life. He's had, at the age of 18, he was shot uh, in a hunting accident. We lived out in the country, folks. It took an hour to get him to the hospital. Uh, he, he laid in bed for a week, not knowing if he was going to live or die. Later in his life, he had a uh, massive heart attack. Made it through that, though, too. And then not too long ago, he was up in Colorado visiting his daughter and had a blood clot hit his lung. Again, 45 miles from town. They go to town. He overhears two doctors talking. I don't know how he's alive. He shouldn't be here. He'd been through so much, and he shared with me the other day when I was visiting with him on phone the great peace that he felt each time that he faced almost certain death. He prayed this. He prayed to Jesus, said, Lord, if you're not done with me, then save me from what I'm going through. But if you are done with me, please take care of my family. All three times he said these same prayers. Well, God's not through with him yet. At the age of 78 years old, he's still leading singing in a church in his community. So, Lord was through with him. Well, he wasn't. Even in extreme pain, he felt the peace that whatever happened, it would be God's will. If we have that relationship with our Lord and Savior, then we can have peace as we go through the trials of life, knowing that he will be there to part the waters for us when we have the problems in our life that need his help. God parted the water for the Israelites as they crossed the Red Sea, and he will part the waters for you in trials you face. However, Jesus must be living in your heart.
for this to happen. Let's stand at this time. We'll have a word of prayer while the Brother Terry and Roxanne come. Everybody bow, please. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house today, Father. We pray that the word that we preach this morning will be a comfort to hearts in, in our, that's here today. We pray, Lord, if there's anybody here that does not know you as their Savior, they've never, they can't remember a time, Lord, where they ever ask you into their heart. I pray that they would make this the day, the day of their eternal, the day of their new birth, that they would come and get that settled this morning. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. We would also like to invite you to come worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. Thank you and God bless.